This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley, and if there's something that we are all very concerned about today and every day, it is that of our health and the health of our loved ones. On Saturday, August 11th, from nine until two, at Monday's Mill High School in Jonesboro, Georgia Congressman David Scott will host his 14th annual health fair. And we're so happy to welcome back to Perspectives today. Georgia Congressman David Scott, good to see you. I wanna thank you for your longtime partnership with us. You've been with us for every one of our health fairs. We're going into our 14th. Here's the situation. Unfortunately, right now, we have too many of our precious Georgia people dying unnecessarily and too early in life. Um, and this is something where I really want everybody, under the sound of my voice, to to listen to me very carefully. Let me just start out with our veterans. We have 20 veterans committing suicide every single day. A large measure of that is obviously they're not getting the health care that they need. And why is that? Because we need to lift up the consciousness of our people, our family members, any and everyone who knows a veteran, call me. Call Congressman David Scott's office. We will make sure that we help them. We have a staff. I have a tremendous staff. And they're dedicated to helping our veterans. Constituent we services a, are very important very to you, important. aren't they, Congressman? They, they, they really are because that's why we're there. We're in a position to help. And so I want to make this first appeal there because they go no matter what we ask. They go through a fuselage of bullets, bombs, whatever, to protect us. And they come back now, and Candace, they're sleeping in cars under the viaduct. They're the fastest-growing homeless group, let alone not getting the health care. So... We will have the hierarchy of the VA there. We will have the benefits administrator there, Al Bikikio. We will have Miss Annette Walker, who now heads up the medical unit. We will have the whole staff. So family members, everybody, please, please uh, get in touch with us. My phone number is 770-210-5073. And if you can't get to David Scott, me, I may be somewhere else. Just ask for Chandra Harris. In your office. Or Dylan. Yeah, or any of my great staff members. We're there, and we'd look forward to those phones ringing. Now the other group, African-American women. They are the foremost group who are dying unnecessarily because of breast cancer. And the reason for that is failure to have early detection. So, Dr. Roz Bart Phillips, noted breast cancer surgeon who's been my partner in this, our partner in this for 14 years, 
uh, will be there with her staff to examine women, do the breast cancer exams. Congressman, let me ask you about our veterans first. Yes. If veterans come to the health fair on August the 11th, what do they need to bring with them to identify themselves as veterans who are eligible for their services? Any particular ID? Well, they just need to be there, and hopefully whatever ID they have, don't let. I don't want to put out the fact that they go hunt a Social Security card or hunt anything. I just want them to be there, and they know their names. And we'll put it in the computer, and the VA people will be there, and they can pull up all that information. They're reaching out to them. But I always say bring as much information as you can to identify yourself and know yourself. Is there but a limit to any of the services that any attendee to the health fair no. can can seek? All of them. All our services, our Navy, our Marines, our Army, our Air Force, Coast Guard, any and everybody. And that, that means anybody walking and breathing that can get there. Now, let me very quickly go through a couple other things right quick, because diabetes with our children is growing at a rapid rate. We'll have the children's health care centers there. We have people there who will do the examinations for that. Prostate cancer is very, very hot topic and is doing tremendous damage to all of our men, but especially African-American men. Now, here's the situation. We do this out there. You don't need any money. These doctors are giving up their time. These physicians, all the hospitals will be there. Grady Hospital, Emory Hospital, uh, Northside Hospital, Wellstar Hospital, um, uh, Morehouse School of Medicine, everybody is there. And all I can say is God bless these individuals who are willing to give up of their time, their skills, their talents to come and do it for absolutely free. There will also be, we'll have all the insurance people there. We will have the Obamacare people, the affordable health care people. Now, let me say this. This president is stacking the Supreme Court to the far, far right. America is not to the far, far right. America has the right, it has the left, it has the center. It has to be for everybody. But they're stacking it, and they've got this Affordable Health Care Act in its crosshairs. Now, they've already looked at the individual mandate now. But here's the situation. The most devastating hurt that they could do is to abolish and do away with the benefit for the pre-existing condition. Is that what's coming next? That's what they got there, and that's why this health care is so important, because when you come and you find an ailment or something, you won't be punished when we send you to the affordable care people there who will help provide you with insurance that you won't have this extra cost and you will have the benefit of not being punished for this pre-existing condition, whether it's breast cancer. The other issue is AIDS. Now, you know, I have a lot of preacher friends, and I tell them all the time, you all have this pulpit, and we have got to pull the covers off, and AIDS is no shame. 
AIDS is a disease like cancer, like everything else. And we've got to get in there and deal with it. Now listen to me, Candace, and everybody on the sound of my voice. AIDS is now the leading cause of death of African-American women of childbearing age. That's the future of the whole African-American race. And, and this is serious. So with the breast cancer, and that is now African-American women. Yes. Is the largest group, the leading group for deaths of breast cancer for one specific reason. They cannot get in there with early detection. And thank God we have somebody there that's a champion for that, that's been my partner for so many years, and Congressman, Dr. Ross Bart Phillips. Who have you invited to join us in the studio? Yes, thank you. Tell us about your uh, interaction with Congressman Scott and your desire to bring your team. Of course, you are uh, a renowned breast cancer surgeon here in Atlanta. You're the founder of Sisters by Choice, Dr. Rogsbert Phillips. Did I pronounce your? I always I see it and I always trip over it. And I want to. And when you're called Congress, you want to make sure that you say everyone else's name correctly, especially someone who is as um, as distinguished as you are in the community. But you're helping with the health care, correct? Yes, I've been working with Congressman Scott for about eight nine years now, and this is really really wonderful. Um, uh, health fair. I mean, I think it's probably the largest one in the state of Georgia. I mean, he has done a terrific job in bringing, you know, uh, different agencies together. More importantly, bringing people like myself, you know, physicians, uh, health care providers uh, in a venue that we can give back to the community. And once again, this is really and truly a wonderful, wonderful event where we all come together to provide, you know, free services for the community. Talk to us about the importance of pre-screening and mammograms, especially for African-American women, because I know we're diagnosed much later than other women, right? Yes, and that's uh, unfortunate. Over the past, oh, I guess 10 years plus, Avon has been looking every five years. They look at the disparity between African-American women and white women uh, throughout the country. And uh, five years ago, well, a little more than five years ago, Chicago had the highest uh, disparity rate among African-American women and white women. And then two years ago, it was uh, Memphis, Tennessee. And unfortunately, the article that they put out about uh, November of last year showed that metropolitan Atlanta has the highest mortality highest disparity between African-American women and white women in the country. And to me, I took this personally. I mean, we have, you know, terrific health care, you know, well-trained doctors, you know, oncologists, and we should not have this as a label here in Metro Atlanta, having the highest disparity rate between African-American women and white women. And and when you look closely, you know, and, and I, I say to myself how we can uh, impact this, and we have to really and truly educate our people, you know, um, uh, knock down all of the uh, myths about breast cancer, but not only breast cancer. I mean, we have a higher rate of dying of cancers in general, and that's because we're not getting screened, we're not getting quality um, uh, services, even people with insurance. I mean, it's not just people who do not have insurance, you know, what we call the indigent population. It's across the board in the African-American population, and we have to educate our people. We have to encourage, you know, screening, early detection. Early detection increases your chance 
of uh, surviving any cancer. So you're talking to us about access to services, but you also said something else very important, quality of services. Quality. Where are we going where we're getting poor health care? Well, unfortunately, you know, when we as physicians, we have to take some ownership of, of the statistics that are, that are out there. We have to make sure that our uh, patients are going to um, uh, 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 doctors who are well-educated and qualified. And really and truly, you know, the disparity between health um, care in our society, this isn't new. We've known this for decades, that for reasons which uh, we do not understand, you know, the quality of health care for communities, African-American community, is not as good as white community. We've known this, all right? And one of the things, if I look at uh, the initiative that Chicago did with looking at breast cancer, the first thing they did was look, looked at where mammograms were, quality mammograms in Chicago. And what they found is that in the communities that African-American uh, people live, they were no quality mammograms, and that was an easy fix for them. They really and truly had an initiative to make sure that uh, patients, in, uh, I'm sorry, uh, African-American women living in communities, you know, surrounding uh, Chicago, they had access to quality mammograms. I know of you. I know your work. I've never had the opportunity until today to have you as a guest in my studio, very familiar with Sisters by Choice, but the audience may not be, and that is that is your passion, your organization. Would you tell us about that? Sisters by Choice is an organization that has been in existence for about 30 years. Um, way back when, when we look at um, uh, support systems for women in general, the American Cancer Society had reached a recovery, and reached a recovery really and truly was the only um, support group around. And when we look at the makeup or the demographics of uh, their organization, it was basically, you know, older white women. And my patients kept, you know, they would go to the these uh, meetings and they really felt felt that their issues were not being addressed. And so they came to me and said, you know, we need to start our own support group. So Sisters by Choice started as a support group, and it has grown into an organization that is very, very vital to this organization providing services to the indigent population, uh, educating women uh, about breast cancer, and supporting women and their family with breast cancer. And so this is an organization that I'm proud. I think we are, as I said, vital to this community when it comes to breast cancer. And I just want to say that I always refer to this as God's work. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that's what it is. Only God could have brought all this together. Our goal is to get a 1,000 women. We can reach that goal. Just think of the lives that we will save and make a dent into all of the statistics that Dr. Phillips has just mentioned, and God will find a way. Congressman, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but I did want to pivot, if I could, and ask you a couple of questions about the news of the day. Earlier in our conversation, you expressed concern about the Supreme Court nominee. I know that there are many voters in the state who are also either very happy with or very concerned about the midterm elections that are coming up in November. Do you have concerns about yeah. tampering with the, the vote in yes. our state? Yes, I do. And I think we need to look back on the, on the, on the words of uh, Abraham Lincoln, which are etched so deeply meaningfully in the Holy Scriptures. A house divided us against itself. 
shall surely perish. And this country, unfortunately, has this division, far right, far left. We can't make it like that. Do you think there's going to be a blue wave in November? Well, I, I, I hope that there is a godly wave, a righteous wave, because the country ain't blue, it ain't red, it's every single color. It's not black, it's not white, it's for everybody. And that's what democracy is. And that's why we get people in there and they want to push everybody uh, to the far right or the far left. We can, we're not going to make it. When you look at, all you have to do is just look at the history of our country. Now, the civil rights movement. I want to tell you one thing and I'm through with it. I, Martin Luther King was a great influence to me. And I, was, I always prayed every day. I wanted to meet him. I wanted to shake his hand. The only chance I got to was just at the Poor People's uh, March where he would go around the colleges raising the money. It was in 1968 at the Wharton School, University yeah. of Pennsylvania, my you school. told us the story. He comes yes, in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he said to me, uh, I asked him, I had the chance to ask him a question in the big auditorium. I said, Dr. King, can you tell me uh, what was one of the most moving and memorable events? I mean, to ask a man like that. Yeah. He thought he told me about the time he was in the White House asked Lyndon Johnson to help him pass the Civil Rights Act. Lyndon Johnson looked at him and said, Dr. King, you've got to make us do it, Democrats and Republicans. Do you ever see a day, Congressman, where compromise and negotiation would happen to get things done? Most voters complain that Washington is broken and that we send you guys there, and then you don't talk to one another, you don't govern, and you don't lead. I work feverishly every single day to do that because of the work that we've done. The money I got down here, the $339 million to help with the home foreclosure that you all helped expose there with uh, your reporters that uh, did the story on, on, on getting that money out, that was Democrats and Republicans working on that. Right now, I got $95 million in the farm bill, $5 million, million per school for the 1890 land-grant colleges. I couldn't do that without my Republican friends over in the Senate, David Perdue and I working on that together. So are you saying We're the not, disagreements are all for show, or is that well, just what I, I the, think the, the national— I think, I think there has to be a willingness within—I'm a Democrat— but within me is a willingness. I'm searching every day for ways in which I can partner with Republicans because I know I can't get anything done. I can't get no money back. I wouldn't be able to do the things that I'm doing if I didn't have those partnerships. I mean, and you can look, Johnny Isaac is similar to that. He and I worked together since the days in the legislature. Hey, Condis, you covered me. You know the stuff we got done. Uh, same thing when Jocelyn Dorsey, let me tell you, God bless her. I know she's retiring, but I want you to remember, I think the country needs, uh, the state of Georgia needs to know that if it weren't for Jocelyn Dorsey, we wouldn't have got that little gun bill passed that I got started 40-some years ago. Last thing for you, Congressman, before we go. 
what do you say to Georgia voters who shake their heads and choose not to participate? How do you motivate voters to get up and participate in the process and go to the polls? They need to remember, they need to realize the lives that were lost, the lynchings that were done, the killings, the sacrifice that this country has made. And I'm not just talking about black people being killed and assassinated. White people, Miss Layola from uh, Detroit on the highway, uh, Andrew Goodman and Shaney, and those young white and black kids who went then to Mississippi. A movie was made out of yeah, it with Gene Hackman. Yeah, exactly right. right. I mean, the prices that have been paid. And that's why it is so important. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Because we need to re-energize the great history of this country. And that's why people, they say, oh, that. But when they know of the sacrifices that we went through, they know what it takes to be able to have that. When they look at and they see the Knight Riders of the Ku Klux Klan who went from church to church burning them at voter participation rallies, there's no reason in the world they can't get up and go to the polls and vote because our voting rights have been birthed through the soil of blood, sweat, and tears of every American, regardless of race, creed, or color, that has sacrificed to make sure that we have that right to vote. Congressman, do you worry at all that the racism, which was defeated by legislation during the civil rights era and was buried in American society somewhat underground in recent years has resurfaced where people who are, when you think about immigration and you think about black-white race relations in the United States, that those people with those thoughts in their hearts are, are more confident in letting those flags fly today as perhaps they were years ago? Well, I, 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 I don't know. Um, I get a lot of uh, mixed feelings. Um, I'm, I'm somewhat worried. That is a very profound question to, that you have asked because fundamental to that is a decision we've got to make. Do we, for example, um, spend our time and our energy trying to dismantle images of slavery? of the Civil War, of all of that that happened, uh, we lose something by doing so. Um, and as we search now to look at the monument at uh, Stone Mountain, would our time not be better spent doing what you and I have discussed, enriching ourselves to know that the greatness of this country was overcoming these things. We cannot erase slavery, it happened. We cannot erase all of that, it happened. And finally, I close this point by stating that in the final book of the scriptures, in Revelations, it says, bless the man and person that reads this book. And then it says, but woe unto him 
who takes away from this book or add anything to it. We are a great country because we overcame these things. And so I think our energy should better be spent on achieving and recognizing the greatness of what we have achieved black and white together in spite of slavery, in spite of all of this. But you can't erase it. Congressman David Scott, I can't think of another note better yet to close our program on. We want to remind the audience that you're hosting your 14th annual health fair on Saturday, August the 11th from 9 to 2 at Mundy's Mill High School, 9652 Fayetteville Road in Jonesboro. Many free health screenings, including clinical breast exams, prostate cancer exams, AIDS screening, diabetes, blood pressure, asthma, cholesterol, mental health screening, sickle cell vision, Dental, orthopedic, many others, reminding also that the Atlanta VA healthcare system, the regional VA office will be there as well. Dr. Phillips, Dr. Rogsberg Phillips, you and your team are going to be there. Appreciate the work that you all are doing in the community. Thank you, thank you for being with us. Congressman, thank you. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, my handle is Condo29 on Twitter or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.